0: The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. What's
1: cracking? Welcome back to the Every Day Saturday podcast. Got a great interview with my man, Dan Harvey from Passion.io. Dan's a sharp dude. Uh, really great marketer. Him and his team, they launched a business called Passion.io. They're in the app space, but we also mainly talk about the entrepreneurial journey and the ups and the downs and how he was... Uh, their team and their business was 30 days from going belly up, completely out of business. And just the resiliency that's involved in that mindset alone. Talks about something called the pancake principle, which I thought was really cool as well. So, hey, uh, enjoy this interview. And whenever you're thinking, oh, this is tough and, you know, the entrepreneurial journey and I've got fear and I don't know if it's going to work. It's worth it, baby. It is so worth it. The freedom. That everyday Saturday lifestyle is what you're after. It'll come. Just stay in the game. Don't quit. Stay in the game. Dan would say the same thing. Just stay in the game. Here is my interview with my buddy, Dan Harvey. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I got a guest on the show today. My main man, Dan, who doesn't necessarily, uh, he's not really in the same zip code I'm in right now. Dan, let's get the accent out of the way right now. Where are you from? Let's go.
0: (laughs) I think you can guess pretty quickly. I am from England, the UK.
1: England, the UK. So Passion Dan, as we call. It. We better be careful with that, though. Passion Dan can mean a lot of things. So uh, Dan Harvey, my man over in England, had me on his podcast a few months ago. And I was really intrigued with your business. So I don't do a lot of interview. I mean, I don't even know. Last interview, I think, was Bob Proctor. So you got to follow Bob Proctor. All right. Um, and that might have been four or five months ago. So I just don't do interviews because I just, it's, it's not that kind of a show, but uh, I wanted to bring Dan on because he's got a, a really cool story. Uh, he and his partners launched a really cool company called passion.io. They're in the app business, which I'm really fascinated by the app business. I don't have an app. Uh, Dan told me all the benefits of it and I still don't have an app. Um, so I don't even know what that means, but Dan, I want to talk to you about you, your business, the entrepreneurial journey, what it means to plow through fear and and just keep going anyway. But first and foremost, uh, tell us about yourself. What do you do with your business? All that good stuff.
0: Yeah, cool. First of all, thanks so much for what you do. Like, I love your podcast. And I I have to say, like, we have pretty similar audiences, right? You help people like follow their passion and like take that step and, and, and really like do something they really want to do. And uh, you know, a lot of our audience audience are in that same position. And so I totally get it. I hope I can add value to you and your audience. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so, so the question was a bit about me, right? So my name's Dan Harvey, people call me passion Dan. Um, I'm a founder of a company called passion.io and the, the goal is we want to make the world more confident and passionate. Right. Um, So we started maybe four years ago, we've been lucky to work with with some really inspiring uh, creators, experts, influencers, that sort of thing, and have a lot of impact. We've had, uh, we actually just hit about three days ago, 200,000 students learning through our experts, and we got about 1500 experts on the platform so far. Wow! Um, Yeah, and, and so we're on this journey, we still feel like we're just getting started. Um, but, but we have, we see the world in a certain way and we want to do our bit to facilitate people like people listening right now to to find and follow their passion, do what they love and, and make money doing it.
1: Was that fair to say you're in the app business or are you more than just an app business? I mean,
0: yeah, it's totally fair. I mean, that's the vehicle that, that our platform uh, builds today. So like you can build your own app on our platform, drag and drop, super easy. You don't have to be technical um, and the reason why we, we choose an app as the vehicle to deliver that, like helping the world become more confident and passionate is because we're all on our phones all the time, right? you got to go where the people are. So that right now is how we deliver our mission in five years, 10 years. Maybe that's different. But uh, that's why I don't lead with the app thing. I lead with the mission and, and the, the vehicle might change, you know? I love it. The message, man.
1: What were you doing before you got into all this stuff? What were you doing prior to uh, passion.io?
0: What were you doing? I was a professional musician. And before that I was, I was in university. Uh, so I dropped out of university to be a musician. I did that for four years. Um, we, uh, we were lucky to get signed to a record label, which is why I, I was able to drop out of university um, and did like, and toured around Europe and different places and, and was on the radio and big festivals and whatnot. In the end, it, it, it wasn't a sustainable thing for like the long, long term, but it was a very, very awesome journey. And it, really helped me uh, learn that it's just tough for people to make money from what they love doing. Like it's not an easy ride. There's a lot of barriers in the way. And even if you get pretty successful in it, um, these industries aren't always set up uh, to financially reward those who are are within the industry. And I wanted to change that. So it's a big part of the reason why we're doing what we are at Passion.
1: But even with passion, I mean, okay, so you drop out of university and then you go chase your dream of being a musician and you figured out, well, geez, I could go broke real quick doing this. I'm not probably going to make a lot of money, but there's no guarantee you're going to make any money when you launch a business either. So why were you bold in that respect? That doesn't make that that doesn't make as much sense either. You know, when you think about it.
0: Yeah, what, you mean dropping out in the first place?
1: No, I mean, going after and starting a business. That's oh, just, yeah. I mean, most businesses fail, so you got just as much chance of failing doing that as you did trying to chase your... Oh, totally.
0: You, you know, oh, yeah.
1: So why were you so crazy to try that?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look, with, with the band thing, I have to say, like, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, so although I loved playing on stage and everyone's singing the words and, like, that, that was a nice kick to my early 20s ego... It, it wasn't what I wanted to do the rest of my life, and it wouldn't have been like fulfilling. So, as much as uh, it didn't work out in terms of we never had a number one, um, I, I wouldn't have done that forever anyway. In terms of starting, in terms of starting a business, you know, I, I, it's just it's just who I am inside. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to solve problems. Um, I want to have up freedom and autonomy to do the things that I care about, and um, and I just enjoy it. Like I enjoy the fact that I am the captain of my own soul the 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 captain of my destiny right yeah that that to me is like super exciting if i fail my fault if i succeed it was me and like you know of course what you learn (laughs) over time is like wow you need your team around you and, and and we have an amazing team but i just love i love that um i love the stakes
1: Yeah. I think that's it, man. The stakes, like the thought that you can fail and go broke is almost as exciting as the thought of becoming a multimillionaire. Now I'm not an idiot. I don't, nobody wants to go broke, but I'm just saying that kind of for the gambler, the person who wants to bet on themselves, it's, it's, it's pretty enticing. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty scary, but yeah, totally.
0: And, and I have to say, right. Like I know that I I heard what you, one of your recent interviews, I remember you saying like, I don't interview anyone who's been handed anything on a, you know, who's had a silver spoon in their mouth. Right. And I, and I would say that I haven't like, you know, I, I, I've never really been given any huge uh, opportunities. However, what I think is important for me to recognize is like, I'm, I'm from a first world country. I'm white, I'm a male, I'm heterosexual. I had parents who loved me, right? And so already I'm ahead of like 99% of the world in terms of like, unfortunately, in terms of things not being in my way. So as, so any success that I've had, as much as I'm betting on myself, I do recognize that I come from a place of of privilege in that sense. And, and yeah. you know, I'm grateful for that and, and the world shouldn't exist like that. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't. And the way I see it is like, if, if things are rigged against us in, in different ways, the, the point is not to ignore those inequalities, but to like focus on what we can control, um, and 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 just focus on that, and that's what I've done.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, You know, there, where you were born. I mean, there's a great, Oh God, what's the Malcolm Gladwell book about what time you were born in the fifties or the seventies. And, you know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates were both born in the same year, the same timeframe, 1953, 55, something like that. And because they were in their early twenties around the tech, you know, computer type innovation age. They were able to capitalize on that. Hockey players that are born in January are way better than hockey players that are born after June. I mean, it just, there is something to when you were born. It's a, it's a tremendous book, and I wish God this is the. the once you turn fifty, man, you know you. Lots of stuff. It doesn't even matter. But anyway, it's a great book. Whatever the name of it is, um, Outliers. Is it Outliers? It might be Outliers. Okay. Anyway, back to you. Um, now you you were showing me. Uh, kind of a demo of the apps that you guys do and build and you know I just I want to go back to that question because I don't know if I if I properly stood there for a minute and really asked you that question at the very beginning describe what it is like I want so hey I'm Sam Crowley Dan I want to build an app why why would I want an app First of all, like, what is that going to do for my business? When I have an app, it's mainly for banking or booking a hotel or Airbnb or something like that. I'm not Airbnb, Dan. No, I, I'm not going to make any money with an app. I'm just a
0: guy that yells into a microphone. Sell me on why I should have an app. Yeah. You know, so first of all, and, and also if I put myself in, in the position of your, uh, of your view, your listeners as well, right? Yeah. You know, so, we we all have different use cases uh for for these things for i think specifically for you if you you have a podcast and you have an audience right one of the biggest challenges that i i know that podcasters have is first of all they have no control over the algorithm of like who get you know of who sees your stuff yep. second of all you get no analytics and data on like on how many people are really listening for how long when are they dropping off who are these people their contact info, all that sort of thing. Yep. And third, monetization is, is tough because you don't own the platform. So you can do sponsorships, you can give call to actions, um, but it's harder to monetize the content itself. Yes. So for, for a podcaster, the reason why people use passion is they quite often create like a private podcast or like the next level of where people get more access, they get more um, step-by-step guidance whatever it is that you're sharing, they get like the next level with with that app. And then you get your own brand, right? So when I think about Sam and and when I think about the Everyday Saturday podcast, instead of thinking about the podcasting app, I think about your app. And within one click, I'm conveniently there and you own that entire journey. So you can decide, you get my data so you can send me emails, you can send me push notifications, you can drip content to me one day after the next, for example. So that's like one whole part of it. And then the other thing I would say is like we, you know, we have our mission and we know that people need more than just a platform to be successful. People need the tools, the platform, but they also need the information and the mindset. And so what we provide in addition to the platform itself is step-by-step, click-by-click guidance on how to actually create a, a viable offer within the app, something that really sells. Yeah, Something that, yeah. you can, that you can viably create yourself and monetize. And we show people essentially how to generate, you know, up to 10K, that sort of range within the first 30 days, get those first clients, get them on the app, and then, and then we show them how to build it from there. So hopefully, hopefully that answers your question. It can solve different problems for different people. Yeah,
1: no, I like that a lot, man. As a matter of fact, reminded me to talk to you again about building an app now. You got me as excited there as you did the last time we talked about building an app. So now I'm yeah. I'm sold a little bit more. Great job selling without selling. I like that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the entrepreneurial journey, man, um, it's a wild time. You know, I always talk about on my podcast, you know, going for broke and actually succeeding, you know, going broke, uh, but just staying in the game. And there was a time in your history, in passion IOS history, that you guys had 30 days uh, to save the business. You were telling me about this. Liam was telling me about this, one of your partners as well. What happened? What did you guys do? Uh, how did you have? How were you staring thirty days to extinction in the face? Tell me that number one. What was going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, combination of bad luck and bad decisions at that point. Um, we grew. How far into your journey were you, by the way? How long after you launched did you find yourself in this situation? Oh, that was about a year and a half in. Okay. And w- the way we launched. Uh, so now, as I said, we have fifteen hundred people who've created apps on our platform. We started with, of course, just one and then 10, right? And so we- I love that.
1: I love that. I freaking love that. You started with one. See, everybody wants to grow, 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 grow. Sam, how many podcast downloads am I going to get? How can I get on stage in front of 10,000 people? You started with one client, right? And then it turned to 10 clients. I love that. That's like you start with one podcast subscriber, then you grow it to 10. I don't want to interrupt you, man, but I love it. It's such a basic concept, but Nobody gets that. You have got to learn to get one client because if you can't get one, you can't get 10. And if you can't get 10, you can't get a hundred, you know?
0: That's right. And at every stage you have different problems. If you try and solve the problems that people who have a hundred clients have at the beginning, you're wasting your time. I I agree wholeheartedly. I'm glad you called it out. Um, And we were at the point at that time where we had like 10 clients and because, you know, 10 clients isn't that many. We needed to make sure that they were successful. And so we worked with them very, very closely. We worked on a revenue share basis and we happened to find one that just crushed it. We did like, the first launch made about $300,000 in two weeks. The second launch made $560,000 in two weeks. And we were like pumped, right? Like this is a bootstrapped company started from the ground up. And all of a sudden we're, we're making like hundreds of thousands of dollars and we're trying to grow quickly, so we employ staff. I think we were probably ten people on the team at that point, something like that. And so you, then all of a sudden, you start—you're committed to like spending when you have a team. You have to pay their salaries, and that's a commitment, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, marketing and different costs. I think we probably at that point had a commitment of like forty to fifty thousand dollars per month of um, of like committed costs that we had to had to spend, right? And we did How much
1: per month? I missed it. Well how much
0: 40 or 50 thousand dollars, probably something like that. Wow. Which which when you've made 560k, you're like, wow, we can like invest. But what what we didn't realize back then is like you know, there's peaks and there's troughs, man. Yeah. And 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 it we we doubled down on this one client that was making tons of money for us. And then all of a sudden, we had an email from her one day and she just said, I'm out.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: what? And she, oh. you know, we Okay. The, the week before, we'd transferred her a check. We transferred 110 thousand dollars, right? Which is more money than she'd ever had in her life. But the thing was, she was like, all right, that's all I need. She wasn't someone who wanted, you know, a lot and we'd done... Anyway, so she was like, I'm out. Thanks for everything. I'm done. And all of a sudden... Why?
1: Why did she leave? <laughs>
0: You know, that that's a question, that's a question but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say I, I fully understand it. Um, I think one of the flaws in our business model back then, to be honest, was that we did it all for them, right? Which sounds great for them. We, we did the marketing, we did the video production, we did the platform, we did the customer service, we did literally everything. And, and the issue there is, like, then they don't have ownership themselves. They don't have a feeling of ownership. Whereas now, because our customers do it all themselves that they they feel like this is my thing right in the early days she was like cool there's this thing on the side and i've just got all this money and now i'm gonna take it and i guess i don't know she was just like i'm done like oh man i would love to i would love to have a good answer there i don't fully understand this person i won't publicly say who it is um but there you go okay Um, carry on. i just wanted to know but go ahead no yeah mate i would i would love to answer that question as well um So, so all of a sudden revenue, revenue had dried up. We had all, all of these, uh, these costs that we'd committed to. Um, and, and we were like, we were looking around at what we needed to do. And, and the other thing is you have in this game, you have refunds, right? So if you have like a big launch, then, you know, five to 10% might refund. So then you might have like negative cash all, all of a sudden. Anyway, we were at a point where, We realized, you know, with our current commitments, we've got around 30 days to like bring more money in, uh, in order to, to not be insolvent, right? Legally.
1: So all that was hanging on one client, dude. Jeez Louise. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And and look, that's, that's our fault, right? Like we didn't manage. No, I've been there. I mean, mean, we've all been there, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, I was. So my partner told me that my business partner, Matthias told me 30 days. I thought he was joking at first and his face didn't change. Um, and, and, you know, just speaking openly here, I, I was, I was pretty much, I was like pretty much ready to hang the, hang the hat up at that point. I didn't really see, I didn't see a a route forward. I mean, I could see, okay, we could fire the team and, Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it because everything we'd done until that point had taken like a number of months to actually build up. And, and also you find some winners and not, not all of them are winners. Right. So we were up against it. My business partner is, um, just like is, is relentless and and incredible. And he said, uh, you know, let's see it as a challenge, right? 30 days. Let's just, let's just double down. Let's, let's make something happen. And we happened to have, um a trip to the us because we live in germany actually um we happened to have a trip to the us booked for a conference um that like that week and so we thought well hey look if we can find a, another another like content creator in the states and we can create some content with them uh then we can like we can we can pick it up from there we we uh reached out to a, a whole bunch of people and we said hey we're we're at the um ritz carlton hotel on this date (laughs) we'd love to meet you there we're going to produce all this content for you so 10 minutes before the meeting we leave our like crappy airbnb that we're sharing in a basement We, we go into the ritz carlton right and we sit in the and uh and we meet some people and we met a really a really cool creator content creator called al cavadlo he's a fitness trainer and uh we were pretty open with where we were at we were like dude we 've got to move quickly. We, know, we, like, we portrayed confidence, we knew it could work, but at the same time we were like open about the fact it's like it 's got to be quick yeah um, we hired a gym, I think it was actually his gym. We hired a gym. We filmed the content, um, we flew home with two hard drives, like one like with a backup to make sure we couldn 't lose it and uh, and then we got to work and, and I think two weeks after that we did the launch, and that launch made I think it was like 30k something like that which like within a week or so which like got us back on track and we and we took it from there and um, yeah that was a tough lesson
1: what was the revenue generated that allowed for 30k did you sell the app to the public as a subscription based thing yeah. Is audio, or how did that how did the revenue come in what was it like what were you selling well,
0: so, so we've learned a lot about that as well like back then we were selling low ticket like like 29 to 50 dollar uh, like one-time fee. Uh, like hey get this like 30 day challenge for 50 bucks or whatever Um, and that's how we did it and we got I think it was like a $40 product and we got around like 900 people or something so whatever that is Um, so it was all like selling to them and then we did a revenue share with the creator Um, what we've learned since that by the way is like much better to start higher price you need far fewer clients and you work with them closer we've also learned man recurring income would have Saved our ass, right? If we would have worked that that launch I told you that did five hundred and sixty k, that was around twenty thousand customers because it was pretty cheap product. If we would have had like even a twenty dollar a month subscription on that, that's a million dollars a month of recurring revenue. Yeah, my word would that have or was it a million or 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 half a million or whatever it was? Yeah, Um, yeah, that would have saved that. I mean, that would have changed the game. So we learned some pretty important lessons from it, and. We haven't looked back like recurring revenue all the way higher priced products it's it's awesome
1: that really is the name of the game not to get on an online marketing tangent but everybody loved that rebuild money but very few people know how to do it because you got to have something that's worth you know somebody sticking around for more than two or three months you know i think of my autoresponder like i can't live without my auto zoom i need zoom i can't live without zoom i need you know there's certain things that you get billed every month you're like okay well i'll spend you know, X amount of money on Infusionsoft every month and X amount of money on Zoom. But to get that in an app, that's amazing. Like, that's really amazing to get people to come back every month and spend money. Um, maybe we we'll do another podcast on the art of uh, recurring revenue. That would be really good yeah. podcast to talk about. Um, Absolutely. Yeah I, love to.
0: yeah, I would love to. I had a mastermind th- this morning. We've got like a mastermind with our like higher level um, customers. And that was the exact topic, like how to... Increase stickiness, increase recurring revenue uh, prices and, and increase the mailbox money. It's, it's an art, but man, is it rewarding when you, when you nail it.
1: It is. It's a lot like I'm a big high ticket guy. I'd rather sell a client 25 grand in coaching than to sell, you know, a thousand people at $25. But there is those 25 grand clients once they graduate into, if they don't go into a higher level program and they graduate and they go on and do hopefully what, you know, you've trained them to do and all they're gone. Like that client's gone the rebilling revenue keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. Eventually it catches up. So I think there's a, there's a market for both. I like to hire ticket clients because they're the go-getters. You know, you're going to stroke a check for five, 10, 20 grand, 50 grand. You're going to, most of the time you're going to show up and do the work. Anybody can walk away from a thousand bucks, you know, put that on a credit card. Oh, well, I know I've wasted a thousand, not the last one I'll waste, you know, that type of stuff. But um, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll, 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 I wanted to ask you um, another question. What's this metaphor? What's the uh, this caught my eye? You sent this over. Liam sent this over, and he said, "Hey, ask Dan about the first pancake principle." Mm. I'm like, "What the hell is the first pancake principle?" I li- I like it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. That's yeah. why it jumped out at me, and I want to know what that is. Dan Harvey, what is the first pancake principle?
0: Yeah. So I think this will be very. I'm hoping it's going to be very valuable for your listeners because. If you're listening right now and you want to take a step and you want to like, you know, try to do something where you're earning a living from your passion, it's super scary, right? And there's a lot of things standing in the way, both physical, like external things and also internal things. The first pancake principle is designed to like get you past all of those challenges to get something out into the world. And it, it comes from, you know, a think about making pancakes, right? The first one you make it's always a mess. And like, I, I sometimes make them on a Sunday morning. I tell my fiance, Hey, stay in bed. I'm making breakfast. Um, And I make some pancakes. The first one is awful. I always eat that one. The second ones are all right. And by the third, the third is pretty nice. Right. And then you're on. And what a lot of people try to do is like, I'm going to create the next Netflix. Right. Which is like the one millionth pancake. Right you have to start with your first pancake you cannot get to the third fourth fifth without doing the first one yeah. so yeah. the principle the principle is about taking action and then uh, and, and 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 understanding that perfection is the killer of progress what that looks like in in practice is what we so specifically for our use case which is helping experts coaches teachers trainers to like earn money from their passion what we tell people to do is immediately Tell everyone you know, I'm launching, I'm working on this product where I'm going to help people to achieve X, whatever that result is, or help people overcome Y, whatever the problem is you're helping people with. You you put it out on social media, we give you templates and stuff, you put it out there and then you say, hey, look, if you're interested in being a founding member, that means I'll work with you closely on this, then drop me a comment below or just let me know whatever, right? And usually, What you'll find is like, you don't have to be some big influencer. You'll get 10, 20, 30 people who get in touch with you and say, that sounds interesting. Like I actually have that problem or I would like to achieve that goal. What's that about? Right. Step step number two, you speak to those people on the phone because you will learn what their real problems are. You will learn what their real goals are. And you'll learn whether your idea of what you want to sell is actually good or not. Okay. And quite often we have bad ideas and that's fine. It's not about like having the best ideas. It's about having the, a process and the sticking power to get to the point where you can find your idea that really works. So you put it out there, you speak to people on the phone. And then if there's someone you're speaking to who you think, you know, you could help, you say, look, I think I could help you. In the future when I do this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge, I don't know, a thousand bucks because, you know, I haven't created it yet. I'll do it for you half price, 500 bucks. We'll work together for the next six weeks. We'll do like a call a week. I'll, I'll send you some content. Um, and, uh, and and how does that sound, right? Usually what we find is that you can get between five and 15 people who say, yeah, let's do it, right? At $500 a head, that's between two and a half and seven and a half thousand dollars. And that's great. Okay, you've made some money and that's cool and that's exciting. But the real kicker here is that any excuse you have internal or external for not doing this, once people have paid you their hard-earned money, you will do it. There is 0% chance that you will not do it. We have people staying up till four in the morning, producing content, writing out their curriculum. Like there is no level of accountability higher than someone has paid you their hard-earned money and they are waiting for you to deliver.
1: Yeah. That's first of all, uh, a lot of takeaways from that, man. Number one, congrats on jumping on a grenade and eating that first pancake. So your fiance doesn't have to do that. That's a good man right there. That'll lead to it. That'll lead to a successful marriage. Uh, secondly, done is the new perfect. All right, getting something done is way better than sitting around trying to make sure that you get this right, that right, dotting the i, crossing the t, and then thirdly um, there's a lot of people out there afraid to tell their warm market what they're doing because these people know them like they know that they currently either have a job doing something different or that they had no idea that they they've got a podcast now and you're going to help me do what you know fitness or internet marketing holy cow and they're afraid to kind of um you know let everybody know that you know hey i do know this stuff and i think yeah, that's that's a lot of mindset stuff as well. But you're right, man. When you start telling people, hey, I, I'm going to charge 1500, but I'm going to do it for the next three people for 500 each. That's not a fake it till you make it thing. I mean, that's not like that. No, you know how to do whatever it is you're doing. It's not, And if you don't, then you shouldn't be selling it in the first place. That just go, that's just understood that you know how to do it. Are you the best at it? Well, that's a subjective thing, man. Are you the best app builder? Am I the best podcaster? I mean, if you ask my wife, I'm the best podcaster, okay? But if you ask, uh, you know, Gary Vee, he might say he's a better podcast it's all subjective and it's and, and you let the you know you let the marketplace determine the value of what it is that you that you have but i'll tell you what i love that get the money and then that will force you you're right zero percent of the people will not follow through i mean everybody will get that done i love that man
0: yeah absolutely hey there's all there's also one thing i'd love i'd love to share with the audience yeah. That's, yeah. it's a little bit different but you know i i was recently asked um hey so if, actually what happened is a few days ago i was nominated for forbes 30 under 30 oh
1: wow congrats man.
0: yeah thank you and i was i was so pumped and yeah. and one of the questions they asked me was if you could like tell your your younger self something um what would your younger it be self.
1: you're not even 30 years old <laughs> <So what laughs> well you- look
0: i get it and uh, there's nothing i can do about that but 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 what I, what i would say is like if there's people out there who are like Uh, you know, they want to get somewhere where they're not yet at or they want to like take a leap or whatever. I can tell you like something I've done in the last few years that's been incredibly rewarding and I can, any success I've had so far, I can put it, I can put it largely down to this, which is to become introspective, right? You know, and, and the reason why I think this is so important is because we all have insecurities, every single one of us. And and I think it's very important to listen to transformational content like this. Right. I love your podcast. Cause when I listen to it, I'm like, this guy has an unbelievable amount of energy. And like, I just feel like I can do anything now at the same time. Sometimes I think, Oh man, I could never be Sam, you know, like I could never have that much energy. Like I, you know, I need like a lot of downtime and like, and I sometimes feel really like sad or really, um, or really like not good enough or whatever. And, and so, we all have those moments right we all we all like want to get somewhere but like there's so much inside us that that like isn't perfect and and that's just the way it is the the thing that introspection has done for me is is to help me like learn how i see the world and therefore like if something is you know i can see things for like much more objectively right so If I'm feeling really sad or insecure, I can put that in perspective and I can understand, oh, I might feel like that because X, Y, Z, or like, and it also makes me so much more empathetic to others. Because if someone else is doing something I find annoying, and I realize they see the world differently than I do, then I can actually give them way more, you know, understanding and think, oh, actually, maybe you think you see the world, like, you know, maybe you get your self-worth from helping others while maybe I get my self-worth from succeeding. And so of course, like, we, we just, we can't communicate on this topic. It's just given me so much more empathy for myself and others and, um, and, and to ride the roller coaster in a way that I don't give up when, when I don't feel good and when I'm not succeeding, because I know that like, it's just all part of who I am and who I am is okay.
1: Yeah, I love that. You got to be who you are. And who you are, you're right. You're you're unique. Like Les Brown says, everybody's born an original. Most people die a copy, you know, because we we all want to try to be somebody or something we see out there. Don't do it. Don't fall into that trap. I did it. I tried doing it. You can't do it. You just got to be comfortable in your own skin and allow that to differentiate you from everybody else in the marketplace and never stop learning. You know, get on YouTube, Google, all that stuff, and just become one of these self-taught individuals because. You know, you waste a lot of money buying courses. There's a lot of things if you don't have a budget that you can figure out online to get yourself going and to get that first 10, 50 grand in the bank. Um, Passion, Dan, this was really good, man. I'm, I'm glad you came on. Hey, so I'm listening to the podcast. I love what you're talking about. What's the best way for me, the listener, to get a hold of you or follow you
0: online or, or just to connect with you guys? Yeah, you know what I'll do? I will, uh, I will create a page for you guys, which is passion.io slash Saturday, okay? okay. And so passionate.io forward slash Saturday, and I'll put, um, I'll think if there's like one podcast episode from, from our podcast that would serve your, uh, your clients at like the highest level, I'll put that on there. And I'll also put a free training about like how, like how that first pancake thing works in detail. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I hope that's okay. If you don't want me to do that, feel free to put it out. I'm totally down for that as well. love it, man. Passion.io forward
1: slash Saturday. And obviously we'll hold this podcast. We're recording now until you got the page up and running. And I think that's a great, uh, great reward for individuals. And I know, you know, look, my audience is smart, man. They're not going to put their name and email in for something that's that they already know based on the content that you're going to deliver something of high value. So I have no problem keeping that in there, you know? We got a smart audience, Dan. We got a smart audience here. So awesome. they, know those, they know those crappy lead magnets. So uh, they, they, they're, they, I, I, they already know that if we're going to keep this in the podcast, it's going to be good value. And it is. I mean, look, this podcast was really valuable, man. So check out Dan and the group, passion.io forward slash Saturday. And uh, hey,
0: let's do this again sometime. What do you think? Sam, it was so awesome. Thank you for what you do. I love the content you share. You're having such an impact, man. And like, that's awesome. Thank you.
1: Hey, my pleasure, man. I'm, I'm so happy that uh, we connected. All my best to Liam and the rest of your gang out there. And keep crushing it, dude. It's uh, You guys are doing some really awesome, awesome things in the app space. And I'm going to connect with you as well on that. Thanks, Sam. All right, thanks, Dan. Hey, everybody. That's a wrap for the Every Day is Saturday podcast. Make sure you leave a rating. Subscribe to the number one motivational podcast on the planet. You want to work together one-on-one? Go to launchwithsam.com. Have